Lamed Gimel Amad Aleph, about seven lines down at the two dots. Tfila. The next in the list of things that the Mishnah said can be in a language are Tfila and Tfila. Rachmi. He. We don't even a pasuk for that because you're you're basically speaking to Hashem, um, and obviously it's whatever language you can speak to. Min kol However you want to, or if you feel most comfortable with Matsli, go ahead and pray. Okay. Now the Gemara has a question. Uh, the question takes about five lines to develop and starts here. Really? Tfila bechal loshain? Question mark, comma. It can be in any language. Veha, we have a Gemara elsewhere that says, Vahamar of Yehuda, la'ilam al yishaldam tzrachav beloshan aromis. A person should never ask in his prayers for his personal requests in Aramaic. Why not? Comma connector, Damar of Yechanan, kol hashoyel. Anyone who asks for their personal needs in Aramaic, Ein Malachi Asharis, Niskakin Loi, the ministering angels that deliver the prayers, do not pay attention. The ministering angels do not recognize or they're not familiar with uh, Aramaic. So it sounds like you can't uh, pray in any language. If you pray in Aramaic, uh, it won't get delivered. Well, says the Gemara to answer this, Lokasha, there's no difficulty. There's a big difference when you're davening as a yachid, an individual, saying Shmon Esrei, or when you're with a tzibor, with the whole congregation. Ha, be yachid, if it's an individual, you need special, uh, extra help of these malachi hashares, and uh, they might not be able to deliver the prayers, uh, which is not the case, ha, huh? where our Mishnah said any language, which would mean including Aramaic, would be fine to pray Shmona Esrei, ha, huh? but Tzibor, in the Tzibor, um, it's, uh, there's an extra koach, which has it, sort of speak, uh, delivered directly uh, to Hashem. Um, okay, I'm going to ask another question, based on what we had said just moments ago, this question takes about eight, nine lines to develop, Really? The ministering angels, they are not familiar with Aramaic? But we have a b'risa that would seem to indicate otherwise. This b'risa now, which goes almost seven lines, uh, relates two incidents that happened when there was a second base of Migdash and there was the Kohen Gadol doing his special service on Yom Kippur. And sometimes they would hear like uh, Baskol, some sort of a heavenly voice and... Uh, Interesting to see which language this Baskol was in. So, Yochanan uh, Kohen Gadol, Shama Baskol, he uh, once heard a Baskol, a heavenly sort of uh, voice, me based, and it was coming from the Kodesh HaKadosh, from the Holy of Holies, Shoimir. What was this voice saying? And note the language. Nitzchu Talia Azlu Le'agcha Karva La'antuchia. Huh. That, that sounds like Aramaic to me. What does it mean, though? Um, it was during the time of the. Um, Hanukkah story, the Greeks, there were uh, battles between the Jews and the Greeks. Well, there were uh, some young Kohanim of the Hashmanaim that had gone out to fight the Greeks, and it was right around Yom Kippur time. Um, and it, it, the, this voice said, uh, victorious were the young ones that went to wage battle to the place uh, Antochia. Okay, uh, Vishuv, and another time, Maisa, it happened with uh, Shimon Atzadik, Shishama, he was also a Kohen Gadol, he heard the uh, Bas Kol, one of these heavenly voices from the base Kaddish Kadashim, Shehu Aimer, and what was that one saying? And again, note the language. Betelas Avidita Da'amar Sana La'aisal Haichala Venerag Gas Klaskus Ubatlug Zeroisav. 
That was the uh, thing that he heard, the Pascal that he heard, and that is in Aramaic. Betelas Avidita, uh, nullified and voided, has been Avidita, uh, Rashi says, are like the king's forces. Da'amar Sano, that the enemy had figured, La'isa al to come against and destroy the Heichal. Veneherag Gas Kalgas, who was uh, the king of uh, Greek, Ubatluk Zeroisov, and his um, decrees were nullified. Now, when they heard these Baskals, I believe it was on Yom Kippur, so they, uh, right after Yom Kippur, they wrote down exactly what time these Baskals had come, and it turned out when they uh, checked later, basically the times checked out, the times that this Baskal was, was exactly the time that those incidents had happened. Okay, that's the end of a very interesting brisa. The main point for us is connector ubalashan arami haya einmer. That's an Aramaic. So what do you mean the uh, the uh, angels that deliver the messages back and forth don't understand Aramaic? Here they're speaking Aramaic. So the Gemara gives one of two answers. Either ibayasema is squiggling on ibayasema. Answer number one is um, baskol shiny. There's a big difference between now. I can't tell you. I know the nature of these things, but there's the angels that deliver the prayers, and then these two were. Bas Kol, that spiritual force, I don't know if it's a Malach, but whatever it is, the Bas Kol uh, Koach is different. De le Ashmui Avida. It, it basically knows all the languages, including Aramaic, because the whole point of a Bas Kol is that people should understand it. And sometimes it has to be in Chinese, and sometimes it has to be in, in Portuguese, and sometimes it has to be in uh, Yiddish, and sometimes it has to be in each language, and therefore even Aramaic it knows, that, as opposed to the typical uh, prayer-delivering uh, malachim that don't. V'yibayisema, alternatively, a second answer, I squiggle in on v'yibayisema, Gavriel Havei was actually a special angel, not just any angel, it was the angel Gabriel. De Amar Mar, uh, Gavriel had special talents, including that he was... Um, intricately, uh, intimately familiar uh, with all 70 languages, including Aramaic, Baal Gavriel, because it was Gavriel who came in the um, Yosef story where Yosef is in prison, he has to interpret the dream, and uh, Gavriel taught Yosef Hatzadik way back when, Shivim uh, in all 70 languages and the uh, intrinsic nature of, of those peoples that spoke those languages. Okay. Um, the next in the list of the Mishnah things that can be in any language is Birgas HaMozin, Benching. Well, you see, like the Pasuk says, V'achalta v'savata uveirachta. I underline the word uveirachta, and you should bless, as Hashem Kecha, you should bless, is understood to mean, the Choloshan Shata Mevarech. Whatever language you understand, you bless. Okay? The next thing in the list of things that can be in any language is the Shvuas HaEidus. Shvuas HaEidus now, we need a Pasuk for this one also, because if it wasn't for the fact that the Pasuk was written, we might have thought that it would be similar to the Shavua, which Jewish people took on Har Grizim and Har Eva, which that had to be only in Hebrew, and therefore, especially by Shavua Seidus, the Pasuk says, V'nefesh ki secheta, if a person, individual sins, V'shama, underline the word V'shama, V'shama kol Allah. And now, it um, could have said, that the administering judges uh, enforce a shavua with a curse, but it didn't. It said vishama, which is more from the perspective of the person listening, which indicates the person listening has to, that's his natural way of uh, of, of understanding things, any language that the person hears, understands, we'll say. Uh, the next case, actually the last case in the mission of those that can be in any language is a shavua sapikadoin, if the court is administering a shvu to a person who claims that, oh, I think that I'm supposed to, Bob claims I have, I don't have it, 
Um, Asya, uh, that which we know the Gemini language, is a Gezeira Shava uh, Techata. Techata from uh, Shvua Saedus, which we just saw. Then there is the second list back in the Mishnah on Lamed Beis Amad Aleph, and that list will preoccupy us essentially till the end of the Masechta. Uh, and then, if you go a little bit further, odd, and here's another uh, just over two line quote from the Mishnah. So we're going to focus on mikra bikurim. That's uh, when a farmer in Israel brings his first fruits to um, Yerushalayim. There's a uh, there's a verbal back and forth that has to take place. That has to be only in Hebrew. So Ketzad, how so? Well, the Pasuk says, Speak up and say before the Lord your God, and elsewhere is a very similar uh, word, words that are used. It says, There's the Aniya and the Amira, the speaking up and the saying, Now, just like by the Levim, colon ma aniya ha'amura lahalan by the Levim is lashna kodesh. It's Hebrew and it has to be in lashna kodesh only. And we'll see uh, where we know that from shortly. Af kan uh, so too over here by the bikurim back and forth the verbal the line that each one has to say it has to be be lashna kodesh. That's the end of the quote of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara asks, Well, Levim gufayum in other words, do we know that when the Levim did what they were doing that it had to be in only lashna kodesh? Well, Asya, kol, kol, mi Moses. In other words, it says the kol word over here, and it, by the Levim, it says the kol word by Moshe. Ksiv Hachet says, um, by the Levim, this is Edvarim, Chaf, Zion, Pasuk, Yodalit, Kol, Ram. Uksiv Hasam, and it says by Moses, receiving uh, the instructions from the Lord, Moshe Yedaber, Moses spoke, Ve'elokim yanenu be'kol, and Hashem responded, be. Koyl. Now, over there, by Matzan Torah, it clearly was in Lashon Kaidish. Malahalan, just by Matzan Torah, was Lashon Kaidish. Afkan. So, too, over here, when the Levim are doing their thing, it has to be Lashon Kaidish. Okay, that's um, <coughs> Mikra Bikurim. Chalitza. Ketzad. Uh, that the Chalitza, there's a, he, the surviving brother, has to do his part. The um, widow has to do her part, and each has things that they have to say. That has to be, and can only be in Lashna Kaidish. Okay, now, if you look back at the Mishnah on uh, Lamed Bey Zamad Aleph, Rebbe Yehuda said, we don't need the Gzereshava for Chalitza. Because uh, within Chalitza, it says, Va'ansa va'amra kacha. In other words, that word kacha indicates that it has to be as it is written, basically, in that language. Okay, so now we want to know, though, what did the Rabbanan do with Rabbi Yehuda's kacha word? So I double underlined the Rabbanan here, and if you flip the page, the first two words that I'm going to base are Rabbi Yehuda, then we're going to want to know what does Rabbi Yehuda do with the makra of the Rabbanan, namely the va'ansa va'amra. So let's go back, uh, two lines from the bottom. Lama gimel for Rabbanan, hai kacha, which is varim chafei pasuk tes, my of delay. What do they use it for? We know what Rabbi Yehuda uses it for. What do the Rabbani use it for? Oh, me by Elihu, it would be necessary for them to teach us that anything that the Torah is telling us that has to take place during the Chalitza ceremony, the actions are ma'akev. Like, if you don't do those particular actions, the uh, ceremony didn't work. Le davar shehu ma'aseh. For instance, like the uh, removing of the shoe, the spitting, those things, ma'akev, they will hold back the effectiveness. And those, those all have to be done. Okay, comma, for Rabbi Yehuda, I know the Rabbi Yehuda. Hmm, where would he know that? That's a very important halacha. Where would he learn that from? Well, Rabbi Yehuda would tell you from the fact that the Pasa could have said, ko, 
that's two letters, and instead said, Kacha, which is three letters, we could learn both drushas. Uh, ko, thusly, Kacha, thusly. Both of them are the same thing. The fact that it used the wordier, Kacha can teach us a second drusha. Kama, Varabanan, what do they do with the fact that it could have used the word ko, thusly, and instead used the word Kacha, thusly? Well, they say that that is not significant enough to be darshanable. Koi, Kacha, in other words, the fact there's an extra letter at the beginning of the word, that wouldn't necessarily be necessary. Lo, mashmalu is not it doesn't imply to them something that is significant enough to be darshanable. The Rabbi Yehuda, the other Tana, what does he do with the uh, Rabbanon's uh, source? Hi, ansa va'amra, my avid lay, question mark. Well, me by a lay, Rabbi Yehuda would need it for the following. La'agmuri la'levim de belashon ha'kaydish, to teach us that the levim thing was done in lashon ha'kaydish and only lashon ha'kaydish. Well, why not just learn uh, the Gzeira Shava Kol Kol Lelef Kol Mimoisha, like the Rabbanan do? Um, why would they need the, to, to teach us Va'ansava Amra uh, that the Levim of the We have another way to learn it. Well, it's based on a Gzeira Shava, and as we've said numerous times, we'll say it again here a Gzeira Shava, which is taking one word in one section, and saying it was a similar word in another section, connected to, that can only be done as a Masurah. The um, you, you would have to have that as a direct teaching from the previous generation all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Ania, Ania, Gamar, that Gzei Roshava they, uh, Rebuta did have, and therefore you could use it, whereas the Kol, Kol Gzei Roshava, which connects back to uh, Moses, Lo, Gamir. And let's just see the Rashi inside on the second line. It says Rashi, Ania, Gamar, Ania Ania Gamar, Gzeira Shava of Ania Ania Lamad Mi Rabbi. Rabbi Yudid learned that from his Rebbe. Gzeira Shava, however, Dekol, Kol, that one, Lo Shama, he had never heard. And here's the main thing, I underline this in the Rashi, Ve'ein Adam Dan Gzeira Shava, Ela Im Kain Kibla. person can't make Gzeira Shavas up on their own. It had to be a clear Messiah from one's Rebbe. Period. Tanami Hachu, we have a Bryce that's also like this. The Bryce that goes for three lines until the two dots. Rabbi Yehuda, Imer, Andalin, Rebuta's name. Kolmokim Shinamar. Wherever you have these words, either Ko or Kacha or Aniyava Amira, they're always indicating that whatever is being discussed has to be done in Lashna Kodesh and Lashna Kodesh only. Uh, ko, I underline the word ko, where do you have that? Well, uh, from Nesiyah's Kapayim, by the uh, bl- blessings that the Kohen gives the people, ko sivarhu, thusly shall you bless. Um, kacha, I underline the word kacha, where do you have the kacha word? And, and know that that would only be in Lashna Kaidish, Dechalitza, that's what we were just doing right now. And finally, the um, Ania Ve'amira, underline those two words, where you have that phrase, it's also telling you Hebrew and only Hebrew, or maybe I should say Lashna Kaidish and only Lashna Kaidish, De. Levim, we have that by the um, Levim, that phrase. The Bishop continues, said, Brachos of Klolois, Ketzad, and Kevin Shavu Yisrael, Sayardin, etc. Tanu Rabbanan, the Gemara, here's where the Sugis start getting um, extensive. Brings a Bryce, the Bryce goes uh, about 20, 25 lines till about 10 lines from the bottom. First word on the line is Velo, and then Beharim Ugvois, that's the end of the Bryce. And it's a number of opinions of when the Jewish people, led by Yehoshua, went into the land of Israel, they're told that there's this place, they're going to have to do this uh, accepting of the curses and the blessings, and, and where is it? So, says the Pasuk in Dvarim chapter 11, um, 
Pasuk Lamed. The first part of Pasuk Lamed. We're actually going to Darshan five different parts of Pasuk Lamed. The Pasuk in its entirety reads, That's the whole Pasuk, and we're going to take it apart phrase by phrase. So here we go. Starts the Pasuk, end quote. Now, what is that passing telling you? It's giving you directions to let you know, like, where is this place? It's In other words, the Jewish people, they'll cross over the Jordan. Yarden here means the Jordan River. They were on the east bank of the Jordan River, and they crossed over into what we call the west bank, and both of the banks are ours, the biblical homeland of the Jewish people. So it's, uh, like, far away from the Yarden. They're going to have to travel a distance. Divrei, that's according to Rabbi Yehuda. And I box Rabbi Yehuda. The Pasuk continues there um, in uh, Dvarim Yudalef Pasuk Lamid and, and, and gives another uh, point of reference, Acharei Derech Mevoi Hashemesh. Uh, how do we understand that phrase? Uh, after, maybe far away from the way of the Mevoi Hashemesh. Well, that's referring to the Makaim Shahachama Zoyrachas. It's the um, place uh, where the sun shines. That would be the east where the sun comes from. And we're saying it's Acharei, the Derech Mevoi like far away uh, from the western banks of the Jordan River. In other words, they'd have to travel a distance to get there. The next phrase in the Pasuk is Be'eretz HaKnani HaYoshu Barova, in the land of the Canaanites that uh, dwell in the plain. Um, Elu, this uh, is referring to Hargrizim and Har'evel, uh, kusim, that the uh, Kuthians lived there. Now, there were no Kuthians in those times. The Kuthians that we're talking about are the Kuthians who lived there at the time of the Brisa, uh, as a frame of reference, like in Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Elazar's time. Uh, that is the uh, place that is being described. Uh, the Kuthians were put there by Sanchairib, who uh, exiled the ten tribes uh, during the uh, near the end of the first uh, Basim English period, and he brought some others, and those others were uh, eventually became known as the uh, Kusim, and it's probably like uh, 500 years later, the time of Rabbi Yehuda and uh, Rabbi Lazar. In any event, Mulha Gilgal, that's a next description in the Pasuk. Uh, Mulha Gilgal, which would be Samuch the Gilgal, close to Gilgal, which was the place that they were uh, encamping. Um, and finally, Eitzel Eloine Meire, next to Eloine Meire. What's Eloine Meire? Oh, that would be Shrem, uh, currently the city of Shrem, or uh, Nablus. Kama. Now, uh, how do you know that Elon Marei is Shrem? Well, Lahalanu Oimer, elsewhere, the beginning of the uh, Avram Avinu story in Bracious, it describes uh, where he was traveling. It says, Vayavor Avram Beretz, he traveled through the land, Ad Mekayim Shrem, Ad Elon Marei, it calls Shrem Elon Marei, so Ma Elon Marei Hamar Lahalan by uh, Avram Avinu is Shrem, Afkan, so to over here, where the Jewish people are being told when they enter in initially with Yoshua, it's referring to an area right near Shrem. The word Tanya, Rashi prefers to be taken out. It's not another brysa. This is part of a very long brysa. And we continue. Uh, almost parenthetically, Amar Rav Lazar Bar I underline his name, Bedavar Zeziyayfti, Sifrei Kusim. It was, uh, this was one of the issues with which I was able to disprove the Kuthians' line of 
um, uh, religious reasoning. The Kusim believed, at least they claim they believed, in the Torah Shabbat, but not in the Torah Shabbat Peh. Amar Tulahem, continues Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Yossi, says, I said to them, to those uh, Kusim, Ziyaftem Tairaschem, Velayisim Yadachem Klum. You've basically made a mockery, you've, you've forged your Torah, and you ain't got nothing. Shatem, I remember you say, Eloine Moire is Shrem. Afanu, Moedim, Shelene Maria Shrem. We also agree with you. However, Anula Moedim, Gzera Shava. We have this Torshabal Pem means of understanding that through the Gzera Shava. Atem, y'all though, Pamelamadatum. How do you know that it's Shechem? If you have a Torah Shabbat, fine, but if you don't, and, and by the way, even till today, the few Samaritans that are left, they're still in the little places near Shechem. Okay, that uh, little sort of side comment by Rabbi Zerberbiosi is now finished, and we get back to the regularly scheduled broadcast, which is Darshaning, um, Dvarim, Perikud Aleph, Pasuk, Lamed. Rabbi Elazar takes a different approach. Rabbi Elazar, who we boxed, Amar, He's going to take some of those phrases and uh, understand them differently. When the Pasuk describes the area as, quote, uh, four words, it's over the Jordan. Now, we had said earlier that means like far away from where they crossed over the Jordan. No, it's saying that it's actually close to the Jordan River. They, they would uh, crossed over and it was relatively close. The next uh, five words are uh, taken out by the uh, Bach. Uh, like the Pasuk says, how do you know what it means? Be'avayardin, like the pasuk says, Avrechem esayardin. When y'all cross over the Jordan, which sounds like on that day, so it must be close. Um, the pasuk continues in Dvarmiyalav pasuk lamed. Quote four words: Acharei derech mevoi hashemesh makaim shachama shoykas. When we're talking about the derech mevoi hashemesh, we're talking about where the sun sets. The sun sets in the um, West, this is far away from the West. In other words, this is in the East. This is actually close to where they crossed over the river. The next phrase, quote, two words, Be'eretz HaKnani. Now, actually, it's uh, Eretz HaChivi. It's the Chivis who live there. Um, some of these dresses we're going to see are, we're, we're not sure, well, it's going to be clarified by the time we get to the end of the Brisa. Um, the next phrase, quote, two words, Hayoshi Barava, that's uh, in the plains, in the in the flat area. Uh, really, isn't Shrem Valoi Ben Harimugvoi saying Yoishvin? That's between like uh, mountains and hills. The whole Brachs and Chloe, so it was done. You had half of the Jewish people up on one uh, side on the mountains and the other half of the Jewish people on the other side. Um, continued the Pasuk and said, Mulha Gilgal. That was the uh, fourth phrase. Vahaloi Loiro Esha Gilgal. Well, they never uh, saw uh, the uh, Gilgal. Uh, they're like far away from Gilgal. Um, must be this is the different simonim that are being given to us in the Pasuk or for some other purpose, which is now going to be explained by Rebbe Eliezer ben Yankov. I boxed him. He's sort of coming to uh, go along the lines of Rebbe Elazar, who started this rush about six lines ago, and he's going to explain. So Rebbe Eliezer ben Yankov, Weimer, Loba HaKasov, the Pasuk, the later part of uh, Pasuk Lamed that we're uh, analyzing phrase by phrase here, Loya HaKasov, El Lahara Islahen Derech Bishnia. It was actually showing the Jewish people the way the uh, second time, we'll see what the second time is, Kederech, like Sherelehem Berishoina. Now, Berishoina is when they originally left uh, Mitzrayim, they had this uh, miraculous uh, cloud, uh, pillar cloud, cloud of glory that basically led them whichever way they were supposed to go. So, too, it came uh, now to sort of like smooth out 
the road so they would be able to travel, and it was basically giving them um, attack plans, battle plans for the um, attack which they were about to do to um, receive through battle the land of Israel, which was uh, blessedly granted to us, given to us by the Rabbana Shalolam. Um, when the Pasuk says, Derech, um, what it's saying is that the Jewish people were told when they attack Israel uh, to conquer it, what they should do is go, Sometimes um, armies will go through fields and vineyards. No, 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 go the regular way through. Uh, the next word, Hayoshev, I put that in quotation marks. It's the Jews are being told, go, Don't go in. Uh, uh, you might think to go through like a wilderness is no, no, go right through to conquer, uh, right into the uh, populated areas. And uh, finally, when the Pasuk says the word Ba'arava, uh, end quote, what it was saying is do not go the way of the uh, mountains and the hills, Ba'aravalehu, rather grow the flat, go the flatland route and not the Haramuk voice, the mountainous uh, route. That's the end of a rather extensive brisa, which leads us to Another brisa, Tanarabanan. This brisa goes for approximately six and a half lines, and then we'll call it a shear. So says this brisa. Interesting. It brings uh, two distinctions as to what happened when the Jewish people traveled um, over the Jordan River to come into Israel initially, thirty-three hundred and forty or so years ago. Kaitzad Avru Yisrael Esayardain. How did the uh, Jewish people? Um, pass over the Jordan River, different than the way they had been traveling you know, for the past 40 years or so. So, um, here's two differences. Number one, Bechol Yoim. I underline Bechol Yoim, called it number one. Three lines later, the first words on the line are Bechol Yoim. I underline that and call that number two. So, here are the two differences. Firstly, Bechol Yoim, every day, the way that it traveled for basically the you know, 39, say 38 and a half years in the, in the desert was that you'd have the Jewish people encamped. You would then, when it was about to travel, have basically half the uh, Shvatim, six tribes, each tribe, each three tribes had a Degel, so two of them would go first, and then the Aron Kodesh, the other ones. However, Vahayoim, I underline the word Vahayoim, today, the day they crossed over the Jordan, uh, Nasa Tzchila, the Aron Kodesh actually led the entire Jewish people, so to speak, into the land of Israel. Um, indicating to us that it's the Torah which is supposed to lead us to our lives in uh, Israel. Shanamar, like the Pasuk says, Hine, behold, the Aroin Habris, Adoin Kola Aretz, that's another way of saying the Aron Kodesh, over Lifnechem is passing before y'all. Number two, second <coughs> difference, Bechol Yoim, Viyoim, Levim, Naisinus Aroin. Normally it was the Levites who carried the Aroin, Vahayoim, underline Hayoim, Nasu Kohanim. It was the special Kohanim, Shinemar, like the Basuk says in Sefer Yoshua, Vahayan it shall be, Kenuyah Kapais Ragle, when come to rest the soles of the feet of the Kohanim, I squeal underline Kohanim, uh, the Nose Aronashen, who were uh, carrying or burdening the Ark of the Lord, and it's specifically Kohanim. Uh, in that case, as in the Brisa, Ad Khan.